so glad you could join us for mornings at YCVC today. We want to thank you for being a part of our online family and we hope that this message encourages you, blesses you and helps you grow in your walk with Him. So let's get into the Word. So this morning is is the fourth part of our series that we've called Moving Forward where we've been focusing on those uh, not so much tangible things but important things that, that we need to be able to explore, to focus on as we move forward as a church. Uh, the good news, again, is that we are moving forward. We've got a roadmap, so to speak. That's the phrase that's been used to move forward as a church. And so we've got these two weeks of online only. Then we can gather together and we're looking forward to December when when restrictions will be uh, effectively lifted and we'll be able to worship in song. We'll be able to gather without wearing masks and having to check in and all those different things. We're moving forward tangibly, but this series is about uh, the deeper things that we focus on. Uh, so today the title of this message is Pressing On, and that comes from our reading today, obviously, Pressing On. And, and I want to have a, a, a think about actually what does it look like to move forward uh, after two years of, of interruption because of this pandemic? What does it actually look like to move forward now? In a number of weeks, we'll be in essence back to normal uh, or a new normal, or, 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 or whatever normal looks like. And so some of us might now be having kind of thoughts around, well, what is left of normal? We might be thinking about what life was like before COVID. Once we're out of this, this season, what, what was like life like before COVID, before restrictions, before masks and, and things like that? And so how do, we, how do we process these memories? How do we press on? How do we move forward now that these thoughts of what was before might be stirring up for some of us? And so today I want to talk about pressing on, but, but in order to press on, I want to talk about two kinds of remembering. I want to talk about the kind of remembering that helps us move forward and the kind of remembering that locks us in the past. Because I think there's, there's, there's two kinds of remembering that, that the scriptures talk about. And so firstly, I want, I want to talk about remembering well. Remembering well in a way that helps us move forward. In, in Joshua uh, chapter 4, we, we see one of these rememberable moments, memorable moments about remembering well. Uh, the, the nation of Israel has just crossed the Jordan miraculously into the promised land. God, uh, in a season of flood, called them to step out into the waters. And, and like he did in the Red Sea, the waters parted. The flooded Jordan uh, stopped flowing in that place. And they were able to walk across into the promised land. And so in, in this moment, in Joshua 4 verses 4 to 7, uh, through Joshua... God guides his people in remembering well. Uh, and so it says, So Joshua called the twelve men he had appointed from uh, Israel, from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you in the future when your children ask you, What do these stones mean? Tell them, that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. And so Israel had crossed the Jordan. They'd entered into the promised land. And, and God, through their leader Joshua, 
led them to set up a monument to remember what God had done on that day. And also, I believe, all of the events that led up to it. It was a monument not just to that day, but to the the freeing of Israel from Egypt, from their, their wandering in the promised land and God's faithfulness in that season. It was a celebration that they had finally, after all of those years, been led into the promised land. And so what does remembering well look like? Well, I think this, this passage guides us to think about remembering well means remembering what God has done in the past. It's remembering those miraculous, loving, gracious things that God has done in the past so that we can remember that He's the same today and tomorrow and forever. We remember well when we remember the things that God has done in our life, in the life of the church, uh, in the life of our, our families and, and on our faith journey. We remember well when we remember what God has done previously in a way that helps us to know that he's the same God today. He's the same God tomorrow. That in essence, he can do the same again. But remembering well is future focused. Uh, This this scripture says, Joshua says to the people and God says to Joshua, when your children ask about these stones. See, this monument to what God had done in the past wasn't just history. It was future focused. It it was focused on a faith-filled future. So if we remember well, we remember in such a way that builds faith for what's next. Not just remembering in a way that that reminds us of the past glory days. And so remembering well uh, builds faith in God. It reminds us that, that God is the same today and forever and it, it's future focused. But remembering well also enables us to press on. See, Israel had just crossed the Jordan. The waters had been stopped so they could walk across when it normally would have been in flood, but they didn't stay in that place. They didn't stay on the shoreline of the miraculous thing that had happened. Perhaps for some there might have been this temptation just to dwell there. This is a, a miraculous place. Let's just you know set up our tent in this place and live in this season. And so this act of setting up a monument helped them to remember what God had done so that they could move forward from it. See, see, the promise wasn't just the shoreline of the Jordan. The promise was the promised land. And so this act of remembering well what God had done to place them in the promised land helped them to press on towards it. Press on to lay claim to the promise that God had for them. And so this is what remembering well looks like. It looks like remembering who God is through what he has done. It looks like Focusing on the future, knowing that that the things that God has done in the past, he can do again. It, it looks like focusing on the faith of the next generation through sharing testimony of what God has done in our lives. It, it, it also, though, enables us to press on. And so as we press on, as we move forward to, to the new season that God's leading us into as a church, as we come out of this challenging season uh, with COVID restrictions and, and uh, things like that, this is the kind of remembering that we do need to engage in. 
We need to remember well how God has sustained us through this COVID season. But I also think we need to look back further than that. We need to remember well how the church grew over the past you know, 10 years. Uh, we need to remember well how people came to faith and have been baptized. We need to remember well the generosity of the church family in the season where, where our finances were running dry, but the church responded generously through God's prompting uh, and through you know some encouragement from leaders. But, but the generosity of the church that led us um, to a place of, of being more financially secure. We need to remember well the work of our worship teams that have grown and led us in worship overseas. We need to remember well so many things that God has done in the life of our church uh, in the lead up to these last few years. So that we can remember as we move forward that he's the same God today. And he will be the same God tomorrow. We need to remember well so that we can focus on the future. That we can focus on the next season of faith and the next generation of faith. And we need to remember well so that we can press on. That we can indeed move forward and not seek to live forever on the shoreline of what God has done in the past. Because I believe, church, that's the kind of remembering we need to be aware of and beware of. We need to be aware of the kind of remembering that locks us in the past. I'm sure we all have people that we can think of that, that seem to be locked in a past era of the church. Who, who can't move forward from them. Uh, we, you might call them the back in my day brigade. Uh, the cliches of these things is is the right hymn book or, or, or in a different generation, the right color songs of praise book. And these things were beautiful in their season. I'm not mocking them. But, but you get what I'm talking about, hopefully, that, that we all know people that have been locked in what we would call a past season of the church. The thing is, we, we might roll our eyes at them, but we need to be aware in this season of moving forward that we don't fall into the same trap that we don't get locked in our very own glory days. See, some people might be locked in February 1972. I don't know anything significant that happened then, but, but I've just plucked a, a year in the past uh, out of the air. But, but we might get locked in November 2019. And I am actually speaking personally there. It's hard for me as a pastor of this church not to think about how the church was pre-COVID. How life was. For others, business people might be locked in thinking, how was business before then? Or, or we might be locked in thinking, what could have been if not for COVID? See, we might roll our eyes. We, we, we might think negatively of those that have lock, locked in decades past. But, but we need to be careful that, that we don't engage in the kind of remembering that locks us in, in what was a couple of years ago. I've heard this phrase and, and, and I can't kind of place where I've heard it, but I've heard it a few times. I think I've even said it in the past. Uh, but, it, but it is said that the greatest enemies of today's move of God are those who were a part of yesterday's. We, we see this in the scriptures. We see the Pharisees as, as mostly kind of these, these rigid religious types 
who, who refused to get on board with what, what God was doing through Jesus. But, but prior to Jesus, the Pharisees were in essence the last renewal revival movement of Jewish faith. They were the, the most recent thing in a sense that God was doing to revive faith in Israel. And then when the, the new thing, the new thing of all new things came along in Jesus, that the new wine could not be contained in the old wineskins. And so they became an enemy of what God was doing in this season. And so, church, we need to be careful that, that we who, who remember uh, the beauty of what God had, has done in the life of our church over the past number of years, we need to be careful that we don't become, not enemies perhaps, but, but those who hinder the moving forward through clinging to the past. In Isaiah chapter 43, God gives this same encouragement uh, to his people. In Isaiah chapter 43, verses 16, and I'm going to read through to 21. God, through the prophet Isaiah, says to his people, This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army of and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. And so in this passage, God reminds Israel that he is the God that brought them through the water. Now the context here more, more looks back towards that, that, that journey through the, the Red Sea when, when Egypt were, the army of Egypt was snuffed out and Israel went through free. Uh, but it also reminds us of that moment where they crossed the Jordan that, that they were called to remember with that monument to good remembering. And then God says, forget that. I'm doing a new thing. Now forget here does not equal erase your memory. I'm by no means a, a Hebrew expert, but, but through some, some researching it, the, this, this, the words for not remembering kind of a, a, are about not evoking, invoking, sorry, not calling to mind, not confessing, not, not bringing up to remembrance, not dwelling on, as, as it also says in that verse. And so I think what God is saying here to his people is don't focus on the past things. Don't, don't cling to these past things. I am still that God. He's reminding them of it, but he's saying, don't cling to that because he is doing a new thing. In the context here, that, that new thing is the return from exile. He's making a way through the wilderness. These hostile places are becoming welcoming for his people to come home. And ultimately, that new thing is the coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, and the salvation of the world that we might all find a way home. But for us in this moment, I think this is good guidance on how we treat the past works of God's in our works of God, singular, not God's, past work of God in our lives and in the life of the church. I think it's a season for us to forget the former things. 
Now, I've just talked about remembering well, and so this is not an erasure of our memory, but we need to move past them and embrace what God is doing now and what God is doing next. That doesn't mean that there won't be things from the past that have been put on hold during COVID that that won't be restored. But it does mean that our aim is not to merely recreate the past, that that immediate pre-COVID past, or that February 1972 past, or that 1995 past, or whatever past it is, our aim is not to go back to the former things, not to recreate them, but to enter into the new season that God is calling us into as a church. And I, I confidently believe, church, that God has a new season of new things, of new blessings for YCBC. To reference another scripture that that might look like us as we follow God, bringing out things from the storehouse of the old and the storehouse of the new and bringing them together to see them flourish in this new season. But our aim is not to recreate the past, no matter how fondly we might look back on some aspects of that. Our aim is to enter into the new season that God has for us. And so to do that, I think there's a place for us to lament. There's a place for us to grieve and, yes, celebrate those past things that we remember fondly. I think this is a key to us letting go. That that we would actually grieve well what was and what could have been and, and our thoughts about that. I think actually ungrieved losses anchor us to the past. That we, we, we kind of seek to recover those losses by, by returning there in a sense. And so I want to encourage you to think about what do you need to grieve in order to move forward? What do you need to lament about? For some of us, the expression of this will, will look like journaling, writing down. I know that's helpful in my time when there's a lot on my heart and mind about what's been lost uh, that I might want to blame on COVID. Then it's helpful for me to process that through through simply writing it out, actually writing my laments. They're less poetic than what we find in Scripture, but but that's some a way that I process some of us might need to go for a wander in the in the bush and just think about that past season and do some work of processing that with God so that we can move forward. I don't know what your grief, your lament process looks like, but I want to encourage you to think about as we move forward, what work do you need to do about the past that can free you from it to step into this new season? Because we want to avoid that trap church of becoming the back-in-my-day brigade, the back-in-my-day anchored to whatever season we thought was, you know, peak church, the highlight of our, our church life. There's some great moments in our history, but I believe God is calling us forward, not backwards. And, and so as I draw towards a close, I, I want to finish by returning to that scripture that was read for us this morning, to Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 to 14. And just to refresh our memory, I, I want to read that again for us now. The Apostle Paul here, speaking to the church at Philippi, or writing to them, says this, I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ. 
Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in death, in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And so here Paul says, I want to know Christ. Church, that is our goal individually and collectively. That is our goal distilled to its most pure form, to know Christ. And so to press on towards that goal, the Apostle Paul says he forgets what is behind. Like God did in, in Isaiah through the prophet Isaiah with Israel, he, he the Apostle Paul, if we read what was before there, he actually reminds his readers of, of what his past is. He hasn't erased his mind. He hasn't actually literally forgotten about it in the way that we might think. But he's let go of it. He's not invoking it. He, he He's not treasuring it. He's letting it go. The good and the bad. And he's straining towards what is ahead. He's, he's pressing on towards the goal of knowing Christ. And so I want to encourage us as, as we move back towards a new normal. As we move forward together as a church in unity. Uh, that as we move forward towards journeying through the relaxing of restrictions that that some of the the tangible things of church might look a little bit more like they used to i want to encourage us to remember those past things well to remember well what god has done in the past in a way that stirs up faith that we can share with those of the next generation, be that our children or or new believers, that we can share with them that God has done great things in the past. Yes, in Scripture. Yes, throughout history. But yes, in the life of Yes Community Baptist Church. And from that, we can gain confidence that He will do great things again. Let's remember well the past. But let's also let go of what was. Let's forget in that sense what was through grieving our losses, through letting go of the what-ifs and the what-could-have-beens, of not clinging to that, not invoking that, not dwelling on that. Let's let go of that and let us, like Paul, press on. Let us strain forward together towards the goal of knowing Christ for today and, and the season that he's leading us into. Let's press on. Let's press forward to get the church. I want to encourage you to pray with me. And then we're going to close with a final worship song. Heavenly Father, we thank you deeply for all that you've done in the recent years, in the years before that and across the almost 50-year history of Yas Community Baptist Church. We want to remember well those things. And so I pray that even as I pray now that you call to mind those things. It might be different things for each of us, but that just remind us of your goodness in the life of our church.
But Father, I pray that you also enable us to let go of the past. To lament, to grieve, to release what was so that we can be free to press on to what you are calling us to in this season and in the new year, in the new season to come. I pray that you stir within each of our hearts an enthusiasm for the new, for the next, and for the now that is free from the back in my day, whatever that day would be, sense that we all have a chance of caring. Give us enthusiasm for the now, for the new, and for the next, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us today. As you head back into your week, we want to encourage you to stay in His Word, stay in His love, and stay strong in your faith. Don't forget to keep up to date with what's happening via Facebook, Instagram, or via our website at ycbc.church. See you soon.